Good morning. Uh, where are all the kids at today? Can you guys raise your hands up so I can see you? All right. So my question for you today is how many of you have ever lost something? Like you had something like a toy or uh, I don't know, some, something that you really liked and you lost it. Zaylee, what did you lose? A bracelet? You lost it yesterday? That is awesome. So Zaylee lost a bracelet. Who else has lost something? Sophie, what did you lose? You lost what? Plenty of Legos, but you found them? You haven't found them. Okay. Who else has lost something? All right. So Twisty Pets learned something new today. What do you lose? All right. So Twisty Pets. Let's say you guys lost Twisty Pets. Zaylee found hers. You didn't. What's, what's your name? Ava. All right. Ava didn't find hers. Zaylee did. Zaylee, what if you had a hundred Twisty Pets and you lost one yesterday? Would you look for it or would you just be like, I've got 99 more? You would look for it? Ava, if you still had 99 Twisty Pets, would you be upset about the one you lost? Depending on which Twisty Pet it is. All right. Well, I can tell you at our house, we have lots of Legos. And lots of Legos disappear in our house. They disappear in the carpet. They go down the vents to just, you know, pool in the bottom of the air ducts at our house. Uh, and because we still have so many Legos, we haven't gone searching for them. Uh, kids, today in our passage, we're learning more about who God is and how he loves us. Uh, there's a story about this shepherd that has 99 sheep, and he loses one of those sheep. And instead of just staying with the rest that are left behind, he goes off to find that sheep. And that parable teaches us about how God loves us. It teaches us about how he cares for us. It teaches us about how he cares for you, that he loves you and will search for you until he finds you. And so kids, I would encourage you to go home and talk to your parents about what they learned about the love of God today and and what it means for us as his people, as his sheep, that he comes looking for us because he loves us, because he cares for us. Uh, Let's pray together, and then we'll read our passage this morning. Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus to be the good shepherd, and that he finds his sheep. God, we thank you that you are who you are and that uh, because of who you are, you love us enough to search until you find us. God, we pray this morning that you would use your word, that you would use these parables in Luke 15 to, to teach us more about how you feel about us as your people, about how you love us as your people, that you would, would use your word uh, like a balm for our souls to, uh, to stir our affections for you, to, to motivate us towards obedience, that you would m- cause us to love you more uh, because we see how much you have loved us, uh, that we would love because you have first loved us. 
Uh, Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice that you uh, came into your creation, born of a woman, uh, to live a life that we couldn't live, to die a death in our place, uh, to bring your lost sheep back. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So we're going to start by reading Luke uh, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10 this morning. Again, that's Luke 15, and we're going to read verses 1 through 10 this morning. The verses will also be on the slides behind me if you don't have a Bible with you this morning. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country, and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I'm really excited about this passage today. In, in Luke 15, we kind of get these, these three parables about, about lost things, uh, the two that we just read, and then one coming next about the prodigal son, but that one kind of, kind of goes two ways, and so we're going to talk about that one separately next week. But I'm excited about this because it's, uh, I think it's really good for us to be reminded of the love of God on a regular basis. Uh, I think that that is true all of the time. I especially think that's true in 2020. Uh, I mean, this might come as a surprise to some of you, but uh, this has been a, a bit of a rough year. Right? It's, been, it's been a little hard. It's been a little trying. It's, it, there's been some, some suffering and some sorrow and some struggle along the way in this year, and it's not even over yet. Um, and, and when we're in these situations, when we're going through hard times, when we're going through tough times, it's easy for us to begin to think, is this happening because God doesn't care about me? Is this happening because God doesn't love me? Is that why these things are happening? And so it's helpful for us to be reminded in those times, especially in those times, that God does care for us. And I think this passage puts his love for us up on a pedestal. It reminds us that God finds his people because he loves his people. I think that's what Jesus wants us to see in this passage this morning. So there's two parables about lost things, but first kind of Luke sets the stage for these parables. So he tells us that there were tax collectors and sinners and they were drawing near to hear him. So Jesus is still on his way from up in Galilee uh, uh, to Jerusalem. He's traveling, he's teaching along the way, he's interacting with people on the way. And here he comes to a place and these tax collectors and sinners are coming to hear him. And Luke says that the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled. They grumbled. Jesus is teaching tax collectors and sinners. I'm Try disconnecting this and reconnecting this.
Let's see if this fixes it. Sorry, it might not be distracting to you, but it's super distracting to me. So, these tax collectors, these these Pharisees and these scribes, these people that that were the kind of the religious leaders, they see Jesus teaching tax collectors and sinners, people who they think are far away from God. They see this happening, and they respond by grumbling. They're upset about it. They're complaining about it. They're frustrated about it. And they tell us why they grumble. They say, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So they're upset because according to them, Jesus is spending time with the wrong kinds of people. So they're grumbling. And Jesus responds to their grumbling with these two parables, these two parables about lost things. Uh, the first one is the lost sheep. And I want us, I want us to listen to this parable again, to, to, to really try to hear it, what it is that Jesus is saying to us in it. He says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And he comes, when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. So the first question that we should ask when we come to this parable is, is, is who are we in this parable? And this is kind of a tricky question because Jesus says he's telling the parable. He's trying to get us to identify with the shepherd, right? If, if we were in the position of the shepherd, how would we respond? And he asks this question as, as if it's rhetorical, right? Which of you, if you had a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, would go to find that one sheep? What if, what if this question was not rhetorical? Right, if you had a hundred sheep... How many of you would go after one that was lost? Or would you just say, hey, I've got 99 right here. That one is who knows where. It even says that he, he, he leaves them in the open country. Earlier in Luke, open country was translated as desolate place. It's not like they're in this lush meadow where, where sheep just want to spend all their time. They're out in not a great place. But the shepherd leaves the 99 and goes after the one. And the question is, which one of you like, who, who among you wouldn't do that? And I think the answer is, a lot of us wouldn't do that. Because we're not the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And so even though he phrases the question in this way, we are really the sheep in the parable. We're the ones who get found, not the ones who do the finding. Because we would just stay with the 99 and forget about the one that was lost. But thank goodness Jesus is not like us. He goes after his sheep. He cares for his sheep. And even though he still has 99, he goes after the one. Look at what he does in this parable. First, he goes after the one that is lost. So he still has 99% of his sheep. That's a lot of sheep. That's a significant amount of money. He, he leaves them behind, risking his property, to go after one sheep. He cares enough about the sheep to go after it and find it. And Luke says, Jesus says, he goes after the sheep until he finds it. Those are four of the most encouraging words in the New Testament. Right? All of us either are right now or were at one time a lost sheep. 
And God goes after, Jesus goes after, the good shepherd goes after the lost sheep until he finds it. He doesn't quit. He doesn't give up. He doesn't go back to the rest. He doesn't end his search until he's done what he set out to do. And that is finding the lost sheep and bringing them home. This is who our God is. This is who our Savior is. This is who our shepherd is. He loves his people enough to come after us until he finds us. He brings us home. And he says, verse 5, And when he has found it, not if he's found it, when he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. So he picks up the lost sheep, he puts it on his shoulders, and he says, I'm not going to let this sheep get lost again. He prevents it from getting lost, right? He's saying, I'm going to keep this one close because it's squirrely and likes to go off on its own. He finds us and then he brings us back and he brings us back in such a way that we don't get lost again. And he does it rejoicing. Again, if we were to identify with the shepherd, how would we respond in this situation once we found the sheep? Would we rejoice when we found it? I can tell you, We have one dog. We don't have a hundred dogs, thankfully. And if our dog got out, off the leash, off the tether, out of our fence, uh, when I found that dog, I would be very, very happy for my children that I found the dog. But I would be very, very frustrated with that dog. (laughs) I probably wouldn't lay it up on my shoulders. I would put it back on the leash and be like, let's go home, you stupid dog. Uh, And then once I got around the kids, I'd be a lot happier about it. (laughs) But he, even though we're the ones that go astray, even though we're the ones that reject him, even though we're the ones that cause him to have to leave the 99 and come after us, when he finds us, he rejoices that he's found us. He lays us up on his shoulders. He has compassion on us. He cares for us. He prevents us from getting lost again. And he rejoices because he's found us. He's not the only one that rejoices. He comes home. He calls together his friends and neighbors. He's saying, rejoice with me. Celebrate with me. Let's have a party because I found this one sheep that was lost. Again, he still has 99 sheep, but he's celebrating this one that came home. He wants the people to rejoice. And he says, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Obviously, there are no 99 people that don't need repentance. There's only one person that's never needed to repent, and that's Jesus. So he's saying that there are 99 people who who don't think they need to repent. This is directed, remember, this parable is directed at the Pharisees. They are in this 99 group that don't think they need to repent. Jesus is saying there's joy in heaven over these tax collectors and sinners when they hear the good news of the gospel and they repent. There is rejoicing in heaven. Jesus rejoices. His father rejoices. The angels rejoices because a lost sheep has come home. He doesn't celebrate these religious leaders who don't think they need to repent. Just in case we don't get this picture from the first parable, he tells us another one about a lost coin. A lady has 10 silver coins, and if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. So first of all, she lights a lamp. Right? For us, lighting a lamp is really, really easy. We walk in a room, we, we flick on a light switch, and the light comes on. And electricity isn't that expensive. For them, they're burning oil. And so this search for this coin that she's lost is costing her money. 
Because she's going to have to buy the oil to replace the oil she's burned to find this coin. She might even have to use the coin to do it. She still has nine coins, but because she's lost one, she's, she lights her house, she cleans the house, she's searching diligently, he says, until she finds it. Again, notice that it's not a question of if she finds it, but when she finds it. God, when he comes after us, whether we're a lost sheep or whether we're a lost coin, he doesn't quit searching until he finds us. Even though the search costs him, he does it so that he can find his people and bring us home. Sweeps the house, seeks diligently until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. She cares about this coin. Even though it's insignificant, even though it's one of ten, even though she still has nine, she rejoices that this one has come home. And Jesus says, just so, in the same way, this parable means that there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. He cares about his people. He loves his people. He wants us to be brought home. He wants us to be found. He wants us to be brought back into his family. He wants to celebrate sinners repenting and coming home to live with him and be with him. So the question is, what do we do with these parables? So if you're here this morning and you're not a believer, to me, this is one of the best passages for you to come into a church service on because you get to hear about how God cares for you. You might be a lost sheep or a lost coin that God is out there looking for, searching for, seeking to find, wanting to bring home, and he is going to keep looking for you until he finds you and has brought you home. He wants to lay you up on his shoulders and keep you from getting lost again. He cares for you And heaven will rejoice when you finally come home. And so if you're here today and you're in that position, you're in that place, you're one of those lost sheep, I would encourage you to talk to someone before you leave today about what it looks like to follow Jesus, about what it looks like to trust in him. Do that before you leave this morning. If you're here this morning and you're a believer... I think these two parables serve to remind us that that our God loves us deeply and dearly. All of us were at one point a lost sheep. And he, at great cost to himself, went out looking for us. He left others behind to come find us. And he kept looking for us and searched and searched and searched and searched until he found us. And when he found us, he put us up on his shoulders and he carried our burden up Calvary and died in our place. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. And it's because of who he is that he can come and find us and can bring us home and can make us right with him and bring us back into relationship with him. And there is rejoicing in heaven over us because we repent. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is and what he's done for us to make that possible. These parables serve as reminders to us of just how loved we are by our God. And so in the midst of a trying time, in the midst of struggles, in the midst of strife, be reminded by these passages that your God cares for you, that your God loves you, and he sent his son into this world to bring you back into relationship with him. He is the good shepherd. And we are the sheep that, for some reason, he loves. And he loves us enough 
to find us every single time we go astray. Let's pray together this morning. Jesus, we thank you that you are the good shepherd. And that you lay down your life for your sheep. Thank you that you, you searched and searched. You, you lit the lamp. You swept the house. You searched diligently until you found us. And that there are some that you're still searching for. Jesus, we thank you that you brought us home and pray that by your spirit you would bring so many more home. We pray this morning that you would would help us, that you would use your spirit to to show us from your word and and remind us from your word of, of who you are and how you love us. We pray that as we continue in worship this morning, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper and we sing more songs of praise and worship, that we would rejoice with you over the reality that sinners repent because of who you are and what you've done. We thank you for your sacrifice, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you're here this morning and you're a believer, we want to invite you to celebrate the Lord's Supper with us as a church. You don't have to be a member of this church. Um, You just have to be somebody who's trusted in Jesus because we are celebrating the reality that Jesus is this good shepherd, that he did lay down his life for his sheep. The, The Lord's Supper is a reminder of that, that his body was broken, that his blood was shed for us and for our sin. And it's through faith in him that we get to be brought back into relationship with Jesus. So if you're here this morning, take some time, uh, spend time thinking about the truths of this passage, about how God loves you and loves us and what he did to bring us home. And whenever you're ready, come forward to, to one of the tables and celebrate the Lord's Supper with us.